Talkers and Talkers 59? 59. 59. I, I really didn't into this. I love it. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers 59. I'm David Brody Melvis during the morning show, and that's Jamie from Light FM in New York. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Ooh, the little singing part. Ooh, I, I was like cut off for the singing part. Um, I'm going to start by saying I, re- I thought Fear the Walking Dead this week which was uh, episode four, almost, it was uh, episode, It was called 100, right? Yes. It's called 100. Not to be confused with The Walking Dead's 100th episode coming, coming up, up as a season premiere. It was called 100, although it should have been called CN, which is Spanish <laughs> for 100, because except for the conversation between Strand and Daniel, it was all in Spanish. Now, I thought... You were worried. I was worried. You were a little worried. Okay. Last week, I last episode, I said I was concerned it was going to take me... I'd have to watch and then type and type and then watch because I have to read the subtitles while I'm typing my my review of the episode for this podcast. And it did take me a lot longer to pause it and read and then type and go back and re- rewind. Because you because when it's in English, you can hear it a little bit. You can hear it as you're typing. You can look down and you still hear it. Yeah. So I did this and I've done it before, but I finally realized what I'm doing. When you're watching a TV show in English, you speak English, right? <laughs> And, you, and you're watching it the way we normally do in English. If you can't hear what they're saying, you're watching TV and it, it's not loud enough, what do you do? Turn it up. Right. I found myself subconsciously... Oh, no. You I were kept turning up turning, the Spanish? I kept turning the... the <laughs> oh, no. Okay, because... Okay, here's what happened. My mind registered, I can't hear the dialogue. Right? Yeah. Because I couldn't hear English. <laughs> so, I made it louder. That's funny. Because I go, oh, I can't hear it. I'm reading, but I can't hear it. It's like when you're driving and you turn down the radio to find the address of a house. Right. <laughs> or when you're running low on gas and you turn the radio off because you're running low on gas. <laughs> so by the time the second commercial break happened, my wife, who was upstairs because she doesn't watch the show, she's like, why is the TV so loud? Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, I was like, it's not loud. I can barely hear it <laughs> because I'm reading it. So then I realized, other than the sound effects, I could turn the sound off. Yeah. But I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. Because I really enjoyed the episode. I thought I was it was fantastic. A little disappointed. I was hoping they were going to put the subtitles under the zombies. Like I did, you said, right. like I'm hungry. Like, and they were like hungry, <laughs> right? But they didn't. Or mucho. Oh, it's hombre. Like hombre. Right, hombre. So if if the zombie had gone, <laughs> he's saying hungry. Speaking is Spanish. So I want to clear this up at the beginning. I work for for uh, Elvis Duran in the morning show, and Elvis does this sometimes with with listeners and with people in the room, especially with the co-hosts. And and I I've done I do it as well. When you don't want to correct someone, so you repeat the word the <gasps> right way. I do that all the time. So if somebody says something like um, they pronounce a, a like spoke uh, we're on in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. But people pronounce it Spokane. So because so, it's spelled Spokane. But it's so Spokane. So, right. So like it's like that's how it's spoken. Right. Yeah. So if somebody says, "Oh, I was in Spokane," I go, "Really? When were you in Spokane?" Right. <laughs> oh my God, Ho- I do that all the time. Hopefully, they will catch on. But most of the time, they're thinking I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he keeps saying Spokane. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so the character that Daniel meets spells it E F R A I N. I took that as Ephraim. Right. It looks like Ephraim. Ephraim. Now, at one point, Daniel said his name, or he said his name to Daniel. It was so fast. But it was so fast, I thought his name is Ephraim. That's what I thought. So, on Talking Dead, I only want to, I was normally going to wait to jump to, wait till we get to Talking Dead I'd at say, the end. i say, wow, we're jumping. Okay. But I'm going to keep saying the guy's name in this review, and you're going to think, why am I saying it that way? So, on Talking Dead, Chris Hardwick says to um, the actor who plays the, that character. Ephraim. Ephraim. <laughs> Um, whose real name is uh, is Jesse, right? I'm sorry, I, I have it written down. Uh, it's Jesse Borrega. I I grew up watching Jesse on Fame in the '80s. Jesse it, played um, uh, on Fame, and he he's he was on 24. He's a well known actor who's done a lot of TV. So he is on Talking Dead, Jesse Borrega. And when Chris Hardwick says, "Oh my God, Ephraim is such a great character," and he says it like three times, uh. and and then finally the actor says, "Blank." Ephraim was so was just empowering. Oh, it was he great. did the subtle repeat. Right, he did the subtle repeat. So I'm thinking Chris Hardwick heard the subtle repeat because you should trust number one. Jesse is Hispanic, uh, so he and would, he's playing the and character. he's playing the character. So I'm gonna trust his pronunciation yeah. of the name Ephraim. Ephraim. Right. Now I know people with that name, and it's. Oh, you do? 
Efri, Ef, one person spell, pronounces it Efrain, and I've I've know somebody who's pronounced it Efrain. Okay. But I guess the character or the proper pronunciation is Efrain. So he says Efrain, and he says it in that way. He says it in the Spokane kind of way. And by the way, if you just found <laughs> out that Spokane is Spokane, you're welcome. So Chris Hardwick says it one or two more times as Efrain, and then they go to commercial, and then they come back, and he says Efrain. Ephraim, he says it the right way. Oh, he got schooled like, doing I think your commercial somebody, break. I think somebody might have said something to him. So, in Are case, we calling him Ephraim? Yes. Okay. I wrote it phonetically on my notes. Oh, I should do so that. So that I don't, I don't pronounce yeah, it wrong. Ephra, even though it looks like E-F and the word rain. Ephraim. So the point was, I absolutely, absolutely love the episode. I thought it was the Walking Dead quality. I think... As much as I thought Daniel kicked ass before. Oh my God, he's so much more badass now. He is. He's awesome. He can't be killed. No. And we'll talk about that. But the actor, Ruben Blades. Killed it. Killed it. He says he didn't know he was coming back. He found out and he he was excited because he wasn't sure. Because if you remember, he was in the the compound and he killed that woman. Celia. Celia. He, he let the play something. By the way, we didn't see her die either, technically. Technically, we did not. And if he got out, maybe she got out. Oh. Now, how she'd find she's them. probably in bad shape. We probably wouldn't find her because she's somewhere else. He was in bad shape. Right. So, he says he didn't know. But we talked about this a year ago. Six oh, we months talked ago. about this, like. The executive producer yeah. on The Talking Dead said, he'll be back in some form. He'll absolutely be back. Probably in season three. So, we knew it. She knew it. No one told him. I guess he should watch The Talking Dead. Still I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. We still don't know where Ophelia it's is. It's Talking Dead, not The Talking Dead. Well, yeah. we'll talk about Ophelia later because I have some theories on Ophelia and uh, we'll get to that. Now, we have some The Walking Dead news. Yes. I've talked about this and we've talked about it. There's an ongoing comic right now. Um, it's Negan's backstory. Here's Negan. Yes, I saw this. I got an email. I was like, oh, I want this. And every month for the past year, they release four pages. That's it. You read four pages, and you're done. And I haven't been reading it because I wanted to wait till the whole thing was available. I read the whole thing. I feel you on that. You feel me on that. But do you Ophelia me on that? <laughs> Ophelia with but an F. Bump. With F. Okay. So what they're going to do in coordination with the October 10th premiere is they're going to release a hardcover book for only $19.99. I know. By the way, this is not a commercial. This is just us being excited. I'm so getting of it. The whole series. And they're saying, because it's not finished yet in comic book form, it, it so far it showed you about Lucille and the bat and his wife and what he did before the apocalypse when he first meets Dwight. It's the whole backstory. Love and it's it. supposedly going to end when they meet Rick and the gang in the lineup, like when he gets out of the camper. Can we pre-order this? or? It doesn't say in the article I read on comicbook.com. I have an email. I think. Um, it's going to be available in comic book stores October 4th. Okay. So you could go six days earlier and buy it in a comic book. Also, another fun fact. So you know my 10-inch Daryl Dixon, which <laughs> I have a 10-inch uh, Glenn. Do you have it with you? Uh, no, I don't. Because <laughs> you are in a good mood. And a 10-inch Rick. The 10-inch I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Rick. That's Rick oh, with an R. Rick with an R. Sorry, 10-inch Rick. Um, yeah. The 10-inch Negan is coming out. I get I it. I pre-ordered it, mine. Is it coming out right now? <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> no, I pre-ordered it. I think it comes out in July. All right, I'm not going to use the word come out. <laughs> That's two words. Yeah, well, That's what we love words. about Jamie, everybody. That's oh, right. my God. I'm getting all flustered now. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm getting all nervous. Don't get nervous. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about the episode. Uh, it starts with a flashback of Daniel shortly after the fire. His face is all blackened. He's clearly burned in certain spots. And he walks like a walker. He's walking like a walker. He's limping. If somebody human were to see him, uh, I'd shoot him. They might have taken a bat to him, like Morgan and Morgan's son did with Rick in the first episode of The Walking Dead, when Rick was wandering down the street in the hospital gown, and they hit him with a shovel. I think Daniel was worse off than Rick, even the way he was well, yeah. walking with the leg turned in. Yeah, he looked bad. Well, his leg was really badly burnt. So he's walking down the street, and a bunch of walkers. He he hides behind a truck, and a bunch of walkers go by, and then there's this one party girl walker. With hoop earrings, <laughs> and she's got like a little sporty Party jacket, and for no, for some reason, for no reason, she stops. Yeah, and she turns around like, you know, oh, there he is, there he is, and so she starts coming after him, and he's trying to run away, and he's dragging his foot, and he, he can't get away, and he goes under a car, which I don't know if that was the smartest move, maybe jump over the car, 
Well, he he's limping so bad. I don't think he could climb over it. the hood. Yeah, walkers haven't. Yeah, they're not stupid. They're too stupid to go. I'm gonna go around or go over the hood. Yeah. So he goes under the hood, under the car, and he gets caught by the walker, who's gonna grab his leg and took took her own sweet time about biting him. Yeah, she really did. And then a dog chases her off, and she I guess follows the dog. I just want to take a second and say I'm so glad the dog didn't get eaten. Did you, you thought for a second? Yes, because El, we, El, uh, El Perro. Yeah, we have seen El Perros be <laughs> eaten yes, before. That's right. And poor Buttons, the horse in Walking all Dead. All right, all right with Buttons. At least the dog ran away. Yeah, so for some reason, I guess he's in pain. He doesn't move. He lays there like, I, I made it. Like Glenn under the dumpster. I think he needed a rest for a minute. Yeah, he needed a rest. Blah, blah, blah. Don't make excuses. It's the zombie apocalypse. Oh, There's no well, rest. There's no rest. He was hurt. So then another walker starts approaching him, and that's when Ephraim. Ephraim. Or, right, this, this masked man or this man in, with a hood or whatever, he's like in a dark coat, says some kind of blessing and then kills him with a nail and a hammer. I love his way to, that he kills walkers, by the way. Yeah, so he, he says some kind of blessing. He pours mezcal out of his flask, I guess, to holy water him up or kill, kill the... Kill the germs. The, yeah, care off, yeah, yeah, ward <laughs> off the evil spirits or whatever. And he kills him. And at that point, I thought that Ephraim would be like an Eastman character. The guy who trained Morgan had yeah. to use the stick. That he's going to take him under his wing. He's going to help him out. Which he, which he kind of does. Um, he takes Daniel to a store. He's like, hey, let's be friends kind of thing. And he, he, he's like, you can trust me. Let's go. Yeah, because he, he said, you'll die if I don't help you. So he right. helped him up and he was taking care of him. Right. Now, he he put him in um, in a bike. It looked like a rickshaw kind of thing. And it was freaking awesome how he was like, boom, 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 like as they were going down the street, killing walkers. But I here's loved the thing. that. He's riding a bike and there's this giant basket in front of the bike. <laughs> Now, this is after the market, right? They went to the market first. Yeah. And he shows them a fountain that only has water in it. Now, when he first came in, the fountain had no water in it. I thought something shady is going right. on. Like, I promised you water. There's no water. I'm like, okay, this guy's creepy. He's now going to hit him with an axe. That's so, what I thought. Because he's like, agua, agua, agua. And then nothing was happening. I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead. Okay. Gonna kill him. But he says, give it a minute. Water comes out, and he's able to drink water. Every Tuesday at 5. Every Tuesday at 5. Now, I thought that was kind of weird, but I thought... Maybe it was um, on some type of timer, a timer or something. That's still like, working. <laughs> it's working, but only on Tuesdays. Whatever. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Coincidentally, he brings them there at 4:59 on a on yeah. A how Tuesday. do they make it right on time? Yeah, that's awfully well. That's coming up later in my review. Oh, okay. Well, I need to hear this. Okay. okay. Well, I, I'm going to call. So I'm calling partial bullshit on that. On the timer. Okay. Because there's six other days and 23 other hours that it could have been, you know. But that minute. It happened. Give it a minute. Here's the water. <laughs> Give it a minute. So he gives him the water, and he puts him in a bike. Oh, it does say rickshaw on my notes. Yeah, but it wasn't really a rickshaw. It was a bicycle with a yeah. giant metal basket in yeah, front. Yeah, attached. And they're racing through this little town in Tijuana, and there's zombies, and Ephraim takes a bat, and he whacks one of them with a bat. That's awesome. Right? It was a great scene, and on Talking Dead, they showed how it was filmed. It was great. But when I say this, you're going to go, oh, my God, you're right. It looked to me like Daniel was being treated like he was E.T. <laughs> oh, my God, it did. Right? Oh, phone. For oh those of no. you who don't know, in the movie E.T., classic oh all-time film, God. how have you not seen it yet? It's one of those Spoiler. movies. Spoiler. <laughs> There's a scene where the kids want to get E.T. back oh somewhere, <laughs> and they put him in a basket in front of a bicycle. I can't unsee this now. <laughs> right. You should make a meme where Daniel is E.T. We with a little that. blanket I'll over tell his you head. What, I don't make memes. Here's what I would like. Yes, tweet take, us. Take the picture, a screenshot of Daniel in the front of the basket of the bike and put him passing by the moon and make that a meme. And put Ephraim in a red sweatshirt. And, and put, uh, make it E-Frain like E.T., <laughs> but it says E-Frain in the same oh graphics. Oh, my God. E-Frain and then him going by the moon. That's what I want. Please do that. And then we'll post it on our Instagram. Now. We'll give you a shout uh, out. Unlike when I say don't 75 people tell me the name of the car. You can make as many memes do as you this, want. Do this. Do this. I want the the Efrain <laughs> Daniel ET parody meme. <laughs> I love it. Oh Please my... do that. Okay, thank oh, you. Oh, that is funny. And we're done. Okay, so he fends off the walkers, and uh, they get to his friends. There's a group of people, and they ask about Lola, and they go in the house, and uh, before they go in, though, there's armed patrols that go by in a white pickup truck. 
Yeah, who are they? and they were hiding for them, clearly. Right. We they later find scary. out they're part of Dante's gang. They're yeah. the ones that look for criminals and they look for people who are breaking the rules that we let we learn later in the episode. Keep in mind that this is all a flashback, so these are the people that Strand has already met. Lola walks in and uh, Daniel's sorry, Daniel passes out. They go in the house and they introduce you to Lola. And she's some kind of, we think, doctor or person who knows more about medicine than everybody else. She's like that guy in your office who's an accountant, but he's funny. So you go, oh, this guy's hilarious. But he's really just the funniest guy in your office. Yeah. And he goes on, tries to do stand-up, but he's terrible. Yeah. But he thinks he's funny. That's her. She's not really a doctor, but she's better at it than any, like Strand at the, at the hotel. Yeah. Strand knew a little bit. So I thought she was a doctor, but she isn't. She's a biologist or a chemist this of some scene, kind. This of- scene, oh. Okay, so you're talking about they open the pants leg up and his leg is all black. It looks like when you burn the skin off a chicken or like you're cooking. like his pants were charred and stuck to his skin. From the burns. From the burns. Right. Uh And she says, we're going to have to scrape that off. And Ephraim hands her a straight razor. Mm. And And Ephraim hands him alcohol. Right. And he says to her, it takes a steady hand. Like not afraid just like just be steady with this i know what you have to do and they give him they give him mm-hmm. i guess the the uh, mezcal in the flask and i only know it's mezcal because the actor said it was on talking dead again i say if you don't watch talking I dead i had mezcal in mexico once nice yeah i had a flask once <laughs> and, I, and i knew a guy named jesse and i like the song by rick springfield jesse's girl jesse's girl all right and my daughter's name is jessica and you're not allowed to call her jesse Done. Okay. okay, we're done with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so she says, don't scream, you'll attract the walkers. I'm going to call them walkers, even though they call me infected, or whatever yeah. they call them. Okay. Um, so she starts scraping, and he screams, and they cover his mouth. Of course he screams, because holy shit. So how bad is it if Daniel's screaming? Uh, a 20. I'm a it's got to be bad. It's got to be really bad, because that man has suffered a lot of pain. Yeah. So we see Ephraim and Daniel. I'm going to call him, should I call him Effie? Just so I don't keep saying Oh, let's call him Effie. Effie. Yeah, it's so, so much easier. Or the F man. The F man. So F and Daniel. <laughs> I like that better. F and Daniel. So F and Daniel, <laughs> but I'm going to pluralize it. And you're going to say, no, it's singular. No, F and Daniel are out scavenging. Oh, God. But also F and Daniel is out scavenging because F and Daniel, man. You know he's, what I mean? He's badass. Okay. So um, F throws down a walker, <laughs> says a prayer for him, pours the mezcal on him. And then drives a nail into his head, which um, they called him Nailed It Infected. Nailed it, yeah. Right? Uh, on the In Memoriam on Talking Dead. Daniel asks Ephraim if he, F, Effie if he was a priest, and he says no. He wasn't a priest. He just, he finds comfort in that, um, in, in saying what he says and pouring the mezcal. He feels like he's casting out spirits, and that's his way of dealing with it. Daniel uh, thanks him later on back at uh, Ephraim's house, and he says... Um, he looks at him, he has really long hair, and he says to Effie, you know what, when was the last time he had a real haircut? And if you remember, this Daniel Salazar owned a barbershop during uh, the you riots. Know, I was trying to remember that. It's a long time ago, but season I do, one. I do remember them running into that barbershop right. and closing all the windows. Right, so when he came to America, that was the, the craft he learned was how to, how to be a barbershop. He gave him a nice haircut. So then Daniel tells him, he says, you know what, I'm, I'm not a good man, because Ephraim says, what's wrong? Something's bothering you. He says, I'm not a good man, I've done terrible things, and it's time to pay my debts. I've killed many people. 96. Hashtag, you're jumping ahead. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So he asks him how many he killed. Now, he says 96. Yeah. But notice he didn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like when Carol was making her list, she had to write down a list and figure out who she killed and how many she killed. And I think she said 18 or thir- whatever it was, a 13, 14, whatever it was, she figured out how many she had killed, Right. 96. That Daniel means it, didn't miss a beat. That means he's not only is he counted, but it sticks with him. It bothers him. Yeah, he's killed well, 96 yeah. people. And uh, Effie, Effie says, well, that's great, but what's really bothering you? The F-man. F- Effie. And uh, Daniel says how he lied to his daughter about his past, never told her he was an officer uh, in, his, in, um, in his home country. And he, he, he said, talks about the fire he set at the, at the compound, and he heard her calling him, but he was trapped. He heard Ophelia calling him. And his fear is that he may have burned his own daughter alive. He's worried that she may have been killed in the fire. Which was a... I can't even imagine having that feeling. He says he thought he was trapped, but he found a way to make it out. He fought, fought, fought. And, and he doesn't know if she's out. Right. And then he begs Ephraim to forgive him. 
which became a theme in the episode. Mm-hmm. He, he asked for forgiveness, and, you know, he, he's then talking to Ephraim, who embraces him, and then Ephraim wants to give him some advice. He says, I have good news and bad news, and in the middle of his advice, he falls asleep. And that's when Daniel leaves, and he walks out into a storm, and this is this one of the this scenes we saw. Crazy! You were talking about last week the, with the guy with the lightning. Yeah, like it the, like, like, a, like, like it, he looked like um he looked uh, like a, Hagrid a little bit. Like a mythological Greek character, or Hagrid or right. something. So it made it look like this was this zombie god with lightning, like yes. Thor zombie. And it, it was re- kind of a crazy scene. So he's he's got his his I guess he was he was limping in like a supplies with him or whatever. Yeah. And one walker approaches him, and he, he whacks the walker with his cane, and, and he kills it fairly easily. Like, he must have hit him pretty hard. It was hard. pretty easy, yeah. And then he turns around, and he had broken his, his crutch on the first walker, and there's this giant bearded walker. He's huge. And Daniel can't run, and he's already miserable, thinks he killed his own daughter. And he drops to his knees, and he puts his arms out oh like— Oh, my God, when he did that. Yeah. Now, it would have been good TV— If he just— they let him just eat But would him? they have shown a flashback of him dying at 15 minutes into the episode? No. 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 So, he drops to his knees and he says, Mary, Mother of God, but he says it in Spanish. Right? Madre of Dio, I guess. I don't remember You're what he said. Than me. Right? <laughs> and then lightning strikes the walker in the head. The odds of that. Semi-bullshit? Are we calling, call- are you calling I'm, I'm, it? I'm calling, I'm calling full bullshit. I'm calling full bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I was call, I was maybe going to go three-quarters bullshit, but I'm going to call full bullshit because you're on board. Yeah, I, I'm totally now, on board because the fact that it hit him in the head. Right. Again, we're watching a show about zombies that well, eat people. True. But you can only suspend disbelief for so long. Yeah. The zo- Now, he is the biggest thing in the area, so the lightning would hit him. It's still a super cool scene, though. Again, Daniel may be, is not killable. Now I say that, and we'll be doing this in season five, and he'll be dead. And we'll, you know. Oh no, I no, I like him. No, yeah, don't kill him. People die on the show. Spoiler. I can't get attached. Don't get attached. You know how you are. I know. When Glenn died, oh my god. Who? What? Spoiler. Spoiler. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we that so I think we went to commercial there. We come back and we're looking at uh, two guys in a field, and they work in the field and they're by a sewer pipe, and I guess their job is to clean out the sewer. They work at the dam that Strand is at, and you get leaves, and it looks like, because the scene ended after the lightning hit the, the big guy, Daniel collapsed into the water that was running through this sewer area, that the water picked up the bodies and washed them into the sewer. Yeah. And their job, these two guys, is to go into the sewer drain. And haul and, them and, out. And anything that gets stuck towards the end, pull out the leaves, pull out the bodies. So they pull out this body, and it's Daniel. And now they don't know what to do with him. Because at this point, we don't know who they're afraid of, but they're afraid of someone, and if they find him, they'll be upset, they'll kill him, they have to hide him. So, apparently, whoever's in charge, not a nice person. We later find out, of course, that's Dante. So, they bring him to a room, Lola walks in, and she's like, like, hey, we didn't tell anybody. He's like, you were right not to tell anybody. If they find him, they'll kill him. So, she was also on board. She's like, I don't know you, you don't know me. Right. Just follow my lead. You, you just met me. And they go in a golf cart, and they're driving over the dam, and she's giving him a tour. Over on your right, you'll see the dam. And over on the left, that's where uh, Brad Pitt lives. <laughs> and so he sees, he sees the dam, and he says, Does the da-? she says, the dam works. He goes, if the dam works, why are these people dying of thirst? And Lola says, when Tijuana fell, the dam was taken over by municipal president Dante Esquivel. Esquivel. Close to it, I hope. Esquivel? Yeah. I'm going to go with Esquivel. Esquivel? Esquivel? Esquivel. Esquivel. I like Esquivel. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. The E-Man. The <laughs> uh, Effie and the E-Man. And he says that's that's her boss. Now, we already know Dante is the guy that Strand is was friends with and then arrested locked him. him locked him up. She tells him to act like they never met, we don't know each other, and you're here to beg for a job. So they go into the control room of the dam, and JC walks in. Props J- to Lola in this scene. Yeah, Lola's a smart woman. She's tough. I like her, which means she's dead soon. Oh no! I don't know. Um, so the head, JC's the head of security, and says, uh, I, "I need you to help clear bodies. Uh, I, I need him to clean clear bodies out of the dam. We're gonna hire him." And uh, he questions her, like, "Who said?" And you know, have you told Dante? And he's like, "Being the security guard." And she says, "You know what? Why don't you, I'm a, I'm a biochemist. You don't know anything about infected bodies in water and what it does." Why don't you go do bodyguard stuff? 
Totally puts him in his place. Sass. Sass. I like her. I loved it. She hashtag put him in- badass Lola. Hashtag sass. Hashtag, I'll go with hashtag sass. That's fine. Uh, they, so, so basically she hires Daniel to work. Um, and he does his job, and then he's eating lunch in the cafeteria. Now, we saw this scene in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It turns out it was JC that starts with him. So Dante walks in. Everyone stands up. Daniel doesn't stand up. He's eating his spam. And someone says, go stand up. And he doesn't. Doesn't stand up. Now, when it's... I saw that, I thought of Negan. Like, they all bow to they Negan. They all bow, yes. But they all want people to stand for Dante. Like, when the judge walks into the courtroom, everybody must stand. Badger don't care. He just sat there Honey, and didn't Badger get up. Badger don't give a damn. He does not care. So Dante says, everybody, please, please, sit down. Sit down. And he gives, he gives, his, uh, he gives his speech and he leaves, right? Who does what he has to do. JC walks over to him. What a dick. What a dick. Hashtag what a dick. Hashtag what a dick. And he says, uh, why don't you stand? And Daniel says... He goes, why didn't you stand when, he, when Dante came in? He's the boss. And Daniel says, oh, I didn't know that was the boss. So, like, you're like, all right, he didn't know. So, J.C. I says. I him a pass. Give him a pass. And then J.C. says, and when I talk to you, you look, look at, at me, me, asshole. Oh, God. So, then he sticks his finger in Daniel's food. At that, that point. That is gross. Right. He, like, he was, like, psst, twirling his finger in his spam. Right. How long did you think that was going to last? Oh, my God. Not long. Daniel stabs him in the hand with a fork. Boom! They punch each other. Ninja. JC pulls out a gun, and Dante now is back in the cafeteria, and he saw he sees the whole thing, walks over, and asks Daniel what he said. He says, what did you say? In other words, it must be your fault. What did you do? And Daniel says, I was just eating. And Dante says, what's your name and where are you from? So at least Dante didn't like make a scene of him and kill him right away. No. He's talking and wants to know what, what his situation is, and he says, San Salvador. And then he says, now, I assumed that Dante would know that if this guy's badass from San Salvador, he might have been part of the police, part of the officers, right? Mm-hmm. But he says Sergeant Salazar, NCO Salazar. So he, he either knew him or knew of him. It's a, <clears throat> it seemed like he knew of him. And then he and says... And then had much respect. But then he says Lieutenant Salazar. So I thought, like, either he knows he has some rank. He knew he was somebody. He knew somebody. And then he pulls Daniel's lip down... That was crazy. Right. And Daniel has a tattoo on his lip that says SN, which if you look carefully, it looked like it said SAL when it went by quick. Sal. Like as in Sa- uh, Salvador. Yeah. I was like, oh, who's Sal? Then I looked again and the N is not an AL, it's an N. It's, it stands for Sombra Negra, which is, must be like the black task force, like the really deep level, like the crazy people. Oh, God. Like you don't mess with Sombra Negra. You don't mess with someone with a lip tattoo. Well, I don't either. That's a <laughs> policy of mine. Um, that has to hurt. I would imagine it does. So he realizes that this guy's badass, and he tells Jay-Z he picked a fight with a killer trained by the CIA. Yes, that was amazing. So, so Daniel Don't put was, your finger in my meat, right. Jay-Z. Um, he asks Daniel if he fought in the Civil War. Daniel says yes. And he says, how many communists did you kill? And he says, I, I lost count. Then Dante tells everyone they have a, an honored guest, and he says, come with me, officer, and, they, and he leaves with Dante. And they totally like was like, JC, fuck you. How the tables have turned. Right. The winds have changed. He's a killer trained by the CIA. So I, I've been talking about how there's been really no badass on the show. There's no Daryl, there's no Abraham. Now, granted, Daniel's a little older, but he might be our badass. He is a total badass. I have a theory on who the next badass is going to be, but he's my—he's my—he's our badass now. Well, if we do had, have hashtag badass Madison too. Yes, she's coming up. Yes, she's coming up. She wasn't in the episode a lot, but she was there. Mm, yeah. Well, actually, was yeah. She? Well, no, no. She was. Uh, I'm thinking of the scenes from next week. Yeah, was in the episode. The only English, by the way, was when Strand and Daniel was the flashback. Otherwise, there was no English. Right? No. Right, no English. Right, not at all. None. Um. So Dante tells Daniel that he he can't uh, give the water away. Because then everyone will want it, um, but he's sort of treating him like an honored guest. He's and he says, uh, you know, you deserve more. What do you need? What can I do? What can I do to help you? Because you're this killer now. You're this great guy. And he says, I need a jeep. I want to go find somebody. And Dante says, Sure, sure, I'll give you a jeep, but stay here and help me with my problem, and you will have a place worth worthy of your stature. You have my word. So he has a problem. Did you know what the problem was? No. I had an idea. Okay. I had an idea that it was water related. 
But I thought initially the first thing popped in my head was the general problem of people down there begging for, you know, and... The, yeah, like everyone waiting outside right, the gate. and the people that sometimes have to be thrown over the side for the day. Oh, yeah. So Daniel is now riding in a white pickup truck like the one we saw earlier in the episode with three guards. One of them is JC. And he says, well, who are we looking for? And the guy says, we're looking for a thief with a pipe or a faucet. So at that point, I'm going, it must be Effie. It's got to be, because that would be the ironic part. Because otherwise, Daniel would kill anybody to make himself look good, like to cover his ass. The F-man. The F-man. They see water jugs, and they're like, that's the guy. Let's go. And they drive the truck right into the market where the fountain is. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, again, I'm that's like, badass. Oh, man. <laughs> now, they walk over to the fountain. The fountain's bone dry, like it was when Daniel saw it. And they walk away. Is this where you're calling? Yes. Yes. I totally agree with this. I'm calling bullshit. Now, here's what I'm calling double bullshit. Are you telling me? Can't be. That this is exactly a week later? No way. And exactly around 10 to 5. Yeah. 5 to 5. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. (laughs) I think not. The water's coming up. (laughs) Dude, Tuesday. All right. I I say this for special occasions. I'm going to take it out. No, not your 10-inch rig. what What are we taking out? I'm taking out triple bullshit. Triple, triple bullshit. bullshit. Triple bullshit. Have we ever called triple bullshit? I don't think so. I think I thought double bullshit there was There it impressive. is, episode 59, triple bullshit. Triple bullshit. <laughs> because it's the second time that that thing went on and they got there. That, that would have been double bullshit. But I, because it was twice, this is I'm even calling more, triple. more bullshit than the first time. And the second time would have been just like double bullshit. But mm. it's so specific to Tuesday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> triple bullshit. I feel like a week hadn't gone by. Didn't seem like a week. No. He had the leg scraped. Oh, no. He recovered a little bit. Lola took him to work maybe a day or two later. I'm three days max. He worked a day or two. No. Got into the fight. It's not a week later. Can't be. No. Triple bullshit. Don't make me say quadruple bullshit. I'm not gonna... <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> so the fountain is dry, and Daniel's looking at the clock, looking at the fountain, looking at them, and he realizes he's got to do something. Now, what he could have done was say, I think I heard something, and run and drawn them out of the market, right? Yep. He could have found a pillow or something soft and put it under the water so it wouldn't make that noise. Yeah. He could have said, holy crap, there's water coming out. That's a freak thing. Yeah. No. He points out Effie and says, there he is. Which I thought was, at the time, a prick move Cover- At the time, I'm like, what? If he's going to get caught anyway, why would you point him out? Now you're covering Ratted yourself. Right, Which is, you know what? F and Daniel. <laughs> but this time, F and Daniel, the old school way. Yes. But we find out he did it to protect Lola. Right? I mean, well, in Endgame, too. Because she was the one running water there. Yeah. Now, why every Tuesday at 5 o'clock? I don't know. Why somebody wouldn't tell her we're going on a run to find water, don't turn the water on at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. Do you think they control the timer and the day, or it just happened to already be that way and they discovered that? No, she was turning it on. She was? Yes, because, okay. I'm trying to remember that part. He tells her that he ratted out Effie when he goes back to to the, the dam. And he tells her, you need to stop. Yes, you're right. And she says, he goes, because those people are already dead. And she says, you're a thug. And she sa- he says to her, look, if they catch you, they're not going to have water and you're dead. Yeah, oh, that's, I do remember that now, yeah. You got to stop. Yeah. You can't keep doing this. Anyway, she, that's where they leave it off. And we, we see Daniel back outside. He's now got a black jacket. He's sort of like on the on Dante's team now, almost like Eugene is with Negan. He got the black jacket. He's in charge now. He's working for the bad He's guy. Stone Cold Dante. Sto- right. So he, I thought, yeah, right. He, I, I am Daniel. No, I, I am Dante. Dante. I am Dante. I always, I've always been Dante. So I thought there was a little bit of Eugene there without the mullet. Totally. And. Daniel sees now, from last episode, Strand coming in, into the gate, getting thrown down, meeting Dante from his point of view. 
Then they cut to the jail scene, which we saw last week. And Daniel gives Strand water. He asks him if Ophelia is alive. Strand says she's alive. She thought you were dead. We all did. And then he said she's waiting for you. She says she's at the hotel. Take me there. It's not far. Right? And I'm like, you're lying because we know she's not at the hotel. I know. I thought, "Mm." And here's where we blew it. He says she's waiting for you. Yeah, when he said that, I'm like, what the? Right. What the what? Now, they didn't say in the episode how Daniel knew he was lying. I knew why. I'm assuming most of our listeners knew why, but just in case, we'll explain it. And they blatantly explained it on Talking Dead. You said she thought you were dead. How can she be waiting for him? Those are contradictory statements. Mm-hmm. Plus, Strand was like, and uh, she's waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made you pie. She baked your cake. <laughs> she baked your cake. Yeah, she got a big sign. Welcome back, Daniel. Hi, Dad. Yeah, she made it in body parts from the oh, uh, the infected. Okay. She printed it out on her on her laptop, and it says, uh, "Welcome back, Dad. Can't wait to see you in episode four. So he's like, he called bullshit on Strand, almost double bullshit almost, on Strand. Almost. And now he doesn't believe that she's alive, and he says, "You'd say anything to get out of here," and he walks away. If he had just told her she's alive, he might have believed him. He could have stopped there. So Daniel goes back to thinking he killed his own daughter and that she's dead. Daniel walks in on Effie being tortured by Dante, um, and they're beating him, and they want to know, who here is helping you? Who is turning the water on? I want to know. And uh, Dante looks over and sees Daniel, and he says, aha, the expert is here, because he knows Daniel must know how to torture people. And Daniel tells, whispers in his ear, really wasn't a whisper, it was kind of loud, and he says to Effie, if you talk, they will kill you, and they will kill her. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? He says, if you don't talk, all I can offer is I can kill you as fast as possible. Ugh. And that's, he's, so he, he, he really wants to protect Lola. Yeah. I got the sense that because he thinks Ophelia is dead, he wants to try to protect Lola the same way Travis protected Nick because his son was dead. Yeah. If he can save one woman, one young woman, he'll feel better about maybe killing his own daughter. Yeah. And that's why I think he took Lola under his mental wing to protect her, that he will not let any harm come to her. So Effie sort of figures out that that's the best move for him. And he starts punching him and punching him. This was hard to watch because he did save his life. Did save his life. And you know he he feels for this guy, but he knows he's dead either way. Yeah. It's not like he's going to go, oh, Lola was giving me water. They'll go, oh, okay, you're free. (laughs) All right. So he tells Dante, look, he's not going to talk. And Dante says he will. And he says, here, look at this table. I have all these things. There's a hammer. There's a wrench. There's pliers, whatever, all kinds of torture tools. He picks up this hammer, and he's about to hit Effie with a hammer. And Lola jumps up and says, no more, no more, no more. Now, do you think Daniel was going to really go through with it? Yes. Oh, I thought maybe he wasn't. No, he was absolutely going to kill him as soon as possible. I can't believe Lola, they just let her do that, and they didn't stop her. Well, at that point, all she did was jump up and say, don't hit him. And then she, now Effie's alive. Well, we see them both alive, but we have to assume that Lola confessed. Because we don't actually see them confess. So they're now up on the top of the dam with Strand and some other people. What's their relationship? Who's? Effie and Lola. Well, I guess they're just part of the same survivor group. Oh, they're not like boyfriend and girlfriend? No, no. Well, Effie, Effie was a homeless man. And one of the things they said on, on Talking Dead was they created his character because they thought, what would a character who had nothing be like in an apocalypse where everyone has nothing? True. He already had survival skills. He knew how to live on the street without a home, without electricity, without food. That's what made his character special. Yeah. My guess is those people took him in. It was part of the group. Maybe Lola took care of all of them when they were sick. Yeah. But I don't think they're related. I just think... They, that's like... Rick's group, they protect each other. Right, they, pr- they protect each other. Right. Um, so, Dante says to these people, if you steal from the dam, you have to be taught a lesson. And he tells Daniel to get the first prisoner. It's the guy who pulled Daniel out of the sewer. And the guy begs for help. Now, every episode, there's one thing where I should have backed up, and I didn't. On Talking Dead, that guy has a name. It was like Paco or Pablo. It was oh, Pablito. Pablito, thank you. Which means little Pablo, which means Paul. Little Pete? Little, oh, little Paul? Pablo is Paul, I think. Oh, little Paul. Maybe little it, could, Paul. it could be Paul or Pete. I don't know how it translates. It doesn't matter. 
Don't don't tweet us. I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> that Pablito he broke the rules and he's saying I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Pablito pulled him out of the sewer. He knew that, Dan, but they don't know that. They don't no. know. Dan, so, other than that, what did Pablito do? I don't think really anything. Now, if please don't tweet me that Pablito gave them the keys to the Jaguar from the as a wedding gift. <laughs> I I understand. <laughs> every episode has been me not realizing there were keys to the Jaguar. I, I just Pablito he accused him of something. I must have missed it. One of you, please, if you want, if you know what Pablito did or what Dante thinks he did, fine. If it's just a generic. He befriended him, and that's then leave that out. That's fine. It's not that important. But Pablito goes, he's like, you know what? He says, hey, man, uh, it's all good. It's all good. I just need a messenger. And he says, oh, well, he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah uh, like a messenger pigeon, and he throws him over the railing. Oh. And, uh, and he hit he says, the railing on the way down. Fly away, little pigeon. Oh. He, hit, he hit a pipe, oh. and his head splattered on God. the head. That's, yeah, it's bad. But you know what? Maybe I, better than getting landing on the walkers. I and was having just gonna you. say better than the last guy who lived and landed on the walkers and, got and, then, eaten. and then was eaten alive when right. he had broken bones. So and then stuff. Dante says next. And Dante gets Lola. Now, Holy shit! I was freaking out at this part. I'm like, no, no. Here's the he thing. picked her. He picked her. What the hell? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, one fifth bullshit. One fifth. Okay. Because there was another guy there he could have picked as he delayed. Lola and Strand. Yeah. But he went for Lola. I was a little surprised. So when he went for Lola, I said to myself, he's not killing Lola. He's got a gun. He's going to he's gonna stand up to them. Because he's not throwing Lola overboard. His whole thing was to protect Lola. Yeah. So he's not killing Lola. But I also thought, how the hell is he going to get out of this? Well, yeah. So Dante's, he's standing there with Lola by the edge, and he goes, come on! And I'm like, you know what? He's treating her like Ophelia. He's not killing her. So Dante realizes he's not going to kill this woman, which I thought would have surprised Dante more, that the killer isn't ready to throw this woman overboard, Mm -hmm. that he supposedly doesn't know. And he tells J.C. to do it. And Daniel grabs J.C. and shoots him in the head and throws him overboard. So then he shoots the other two guys. Well, he shot one guy. And I don't remember seeing him shoot the third guy. He headbutted somebody. Well, he headbutted JC. Yes. And then shot him in the head. Yes. But the third guy who was at the end of the line dropped to the ground, but I didn't see him shoot him. I think it's just out of fear. Yeah. And then he looked like he was climbing down the railing or something, like underneath. Whatever the case. He definitely shot the second guy. So now Dante's begging for his life. He's like, hey, you know, uh, do what I got to do, and, you know, I'll take care of you, and... So then he realizes that the begging's not going to work. And then he starts insulting him like, hey, I'm going out. I'm going to call you. And he's like, you're a dog. Daniel, you're a dog. I wouldn't do that. Well, either way, you're dying. So get some insults I in. I guess so. So Daniel shoots Dante in the head. Right Bang! in the head. Bad ass. Down. Man down. Man down. So he hands Lola the gun, and he drops to his knees, and he puts his head down, and says, forgive me. Come full again. circle again with the forgiveness. He wants forgiveness. And so he's prepared to die. He's just on, he's just. I knew Lola. Lola was not going to shoot no, him. No, Lola wasn't going to shoot him. Not, not a chance. He's too badass. Yeah, and it was really sweet. She reached out her hand to help him right. up. Right, so she helps him up. That's the episode. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I really liked it. Uh, scenes for next week. The militia from the ranch are killing walkers in orange jumpsuits. There must be a prison of some kind. Uh, there's an old couple that we saw last week. The dancers? The dancers. I believe they're the same old couple in the in the trailer. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's two trailers. There's scenes from next week on YouTube, and then there's another one that I'm going to tell you about in a second, which is called Don't Worry About Me. It's a sneak peek for episode 305, um, and that is um, Madison getting in Troy's truck, telling Nick, don't worry about me. And Troy's like, come on, get in my truck. And so she gets in the truck to go wherever they're going to find the people that went to look for who shot the chopper. Yeah. Okay. Um, The old man wakes up in bed, and his wife is a walker. If it's the same old couple, which I assume it was. It probably is. He's like, is something wrong? Now, he may be blind, or he can't see. And she's like, he thinks she's choking. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know what's going on. CPR. Daniel (laughs) takes the Jaguar with Strand. I don't know if he takes Strand or not. 
because they show scenes of a Jaguar driving and they show the drag head on and there's a walker standing visually standing in a way that you can't see the passenger seat. Of course not. And then there's an overhead that goes by so fast you can't tell if both of them are in the car. I assume they're both in the car. I but, would tend to think but so. But the scene they show is um, Daniel driving the Jag and Strand on next to the car and he's like, you can't leave me here or whatever. So who knows if he's in the car or not. There's a fire at the ranch. I assume it's the old people's house. I assume they knocked over a lantern or something and when the wife eats Oil the lamp. husband or something. Oh. Oil lamp, right? Uh, there's a Native American who tells the militia to abandon the ranch. Now, he's like, you must leave the ranch. Abandon the ranch for whatever reason. I don't know if it's holy land. Maybe they built the ranch on holy, you but know. they've been there forever. Who knows? Maybe they've had this war- ongoing war with the natives in That's the area. That's true. And maybe he was the shooter. We don't know. Mm. Mm, Native American. Mm. Mm, okay. Um, Nick telling Jeremiah they're on the same side now. And Jeremiah says something like, it'd be nice if it were true. Now, I don't know if that means, I hope it's. I hope we're on the same side. That'd be great. Or, it'd be nice you know, if it were true, meaning we're not on the same side. So I don't know what he meant. Well, Nick did yell, your son's a murderer. And here's why I think Strand wasn't in the car or got kicked out of the car. We see Strand in a town at night by himself, and he's hitting people with what looks like a mannequin or something. You think Daniel kicked him out of the car? Yeah, or he, he walked by himself. Or he's by himself. Well, listen, if you're in the car with Daniel and you're Strand... I don't he, think Strand's going anywhere for a while. I don't think he's going to die till everybody regroups. Yeah. But I can see Daniel throwing him out of the car. <laughs> so talking deadhead Ruben Blades, who plays Daniel, Drew Scott from the Property Brothers, and uh, Jesse Brega, who played Ephraim. And uh, again, he's from uh, 24. And the original Fame. And he again, he did the correction thing with Chris Hardwick. Uh, where he didn't exactly tell him his name, but he did. The subtle repeat. They asked Drew Scott what weapon he would want. He he recommended that Jesse should, instead of taking a hammer and a nail, he, he said, said he a nail get a nail gun. Yeah. Well, he's a property brother, so boom, of course. Boom, boom. Now, my favorite in the end memoriam, my favorite caption, because I, you know, I love the captions, was when Daniel shot JC and Dante, and because they were on a dam, <laughs> the caption was, Damn, Daniel! <laughs> And I'm so mad I, I didn't come up with that. I laughed out loud at that. I was that so was mad I didn't come up with freaking funny. I, now, on the episode last week, I did title it something like, Damn, that was a good episode, or something like that. Or, you didn't call it Damn Daniel? No, because Daniel wasn't in last week's oh, episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, I don't know what I would have named this one, but I, I, full credit to the writers. That's funny. Damn Daniel, fantastic. That's a one in a million that, that would have happened. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> they did Ophelia at the end, where she has the cards from um, whatever that movie was. Oh, uh, Love Actually. Where she's doing the oak tag cards, yeah. the, right? And again, it's like, I'm still missing. Where am I? Am I hostage? Where am I? What's going on? Okay, so my theory on Ophelia. Is, by the way, uh, Drew Scott had a theory on Troy, which I want to share, if you didn't see Talking Dead. He thinks Troy is going to end up being a solid member of the survivors once they get him under control as a wild card. And that Jake, yeah. that Jake, who's so nice, is going to turn on them to protect his dad. That he's too nice. You really think Troy can balance out? I may. I feel like Troy might be the wizard in the Wizard of Oz, where he's like really good, but then he isn't. You think he's good? I don't know. if Jake seems mentally stable, so I don't know. If, but he is totally but on his dad's side. But that's that's Drew Scott's theory. Yeah. Okay. So my theory on Ophelia. Now I think we did talk about this. She was captured at the border by Jeremiah. Yes. And he's like, welcome to America. Thinking that she was a Mexican uh, immigrant coming over the border, right? But she wasn't. Right. (laughs) Right. We haven't seen her since then. We know he didn't kill her. Oh, she's definitely alive. Right? Yeah. Is she a slave? Is she a sex slave? Oh, no. I hope not. Did she die? Right. Like, is that the dark side of Jeremiah? Like, do they use some of the women to procreate? I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. But I feel like the same way Carol's daughter went missing. Sophia. Sophia. And then that amazing episode in season two? Two. Where she came when out she of the comes barn. out of the barn. Oh, my God. And I you're still like, cry every oh. time I see that. You're like, oh, damn it. But the first time you saw that, you're like, oh, Your by the way. Your heart sink. Hold on. Spoiler! <laughs> yeah. Carol's daughter dies. That's why she becomes protective season of, two. of the other girls that she... Yeah. Kills one of them. And, okay. Lizzie, look Lizzie. at the flowers. Look at the flowers, Lizzie. Spoiler. Spoiler, she's dead. So, I feel like Ophelia is going to have a tragic death. That, oh, you do? That Daniel will never get to see her. Ugh. 
so he lives with the guilt of not knowing. But th- I guess they'll tell him that I she, guess at some point she was alive. She was alive, even though she's not oh. now. Because I feel like Ophelia with Luciana and Alicia and Madison, I feel like there's enough powerful women on the show. I was just going to say, yeah. And there's certainly enough brunette women on the show. Mm. Okay, so I don't, Yeah, where's the blondes at? Well, Madison, but that's well, it. Just, just Madison. Right, okay. So I feel like Ophelia may be like, her purpose needs to die in a way that you go, oh, oh, how about this? Uh-oh. How about this? You have a look. All right, here's my prediction. <laughs> oh, no. it just, I just came up with this. Okay. Okay? What if you're Ophelia and this guy stops you at the border and you escape with his weapon? And then while you're walking in the desert, you know that the military are bad people and you shoot at a helicopter. No. Boom! No! Mind blown. Stop. So she killed Travis, maybe, you think? Today is the 21st. Yes. Right? We're recording this on June 21st. I'll play this clip back. Remember this. Remember this clip. If she's the shooter, boom. I just feel like she's missing. There has to be some grand, grand return. That's insane. Because why isn't she at the ranch? True. She escaped. They're going to have a flashback. And she shot the chopper down. That makes so much sense. Oh, my God. I may have to tweet that out. I need to take a breath Where is Ophelia? She shot the chopper down. That's what I'm going with. Hashtag she shot the chopper down. Hashtag she shot the chopper down. Or hashtag sex slave. <laughs> no, I hope to not sex slave. Ew. Or sex slave escaped shot the chopper down. <laughs> oh my god. So we may have to go both of those. Ooh. That's um, quite the theory. Yeah. I'm yeah, loving yeah. that. Well, good. The but wa- then Madison's gonna meet up with her and she's not gonna be able to, even though she killed this isn't theory. If she killed Travis, she's not gonna be able to kill Ophelia. No, she's but it's going to be a mistake. She'll have to forgive her. Oh, but she's not going to go, by the way, I shot down a chopper. Now, they may find her out there. Yeah. But the only thing that, that tells me that may not have happened is that the search party went missing that went to look for the people that shot the chopper down. Mm. Unless Ophelia's so badass, she took them out. Well. Because she has a reason not to trust them. True. Jeremiah pulled a gun on her. Well, yeah. And all she has is a hammer. Right. I guess she has a gun. That's my theory. Well, if she has the gun, then she shot the chopper. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. That's it. That's all I got. I've blown mines. My mind is blown. You've got a 10-inch Rick. Well, I'm getting getting a 10-inch Negan soon. We triple bullshitted. (laughs) Our first triple bullshit. (laughs) So this is a good episode. Ooh, yeah. All right. Well, you know what that that means, then. It's time. What time is it? It's It's time time to to shut shut this shit shit down. down.